Hello everybody, Paul Jancarella here from Profits and Success, here to bring you another podcast episode from Online Marketing for Life, and that's the number four. Okay folks, uh, today being Tuesday, the 29th of December, we are getting close to the end of the year. And what that means for us here in the northeastern part of the United States is it's really cold. It's not fun for those people that don't like the cold. Uh, Although I don't really mind it too bad. But I really like wearing t-shirts, shorts, and flip-flops, you know, all day long. That's that's comfortable attire for me. But... Such is the case. We have to uh, grin and bear it at times. You know, and I look look at it as, I don't know if I could live year-round in an 80-degree temperature. You know, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I could. I, I don't know. Um, but anyhow, uh, what I wanted to get to today is I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, what our calling is. And when we have that calling, what we should be doing with our affiliate marketing businesses. And that sometimes is a tall order. We are all called to do something. But we aren't told what that calling is from God anyway. Not all the time. Some people do have a revelation uh, and... They're guided by the Holy Spirit. And we all can be to a certain respect as well. Um, You know, my Catholic friends as well as my uh, non-Christian friends. We all have a calling. And if we get in tune with God, uh, he certainly will get in tune with us. So I was walking with a dog last night, Dugan. And Dugan absolutely loves this weather. He can sniff all day long and just check things out for hours on end, for crying out loud. But I'm not one to tug him along. You know, occasionally I'll, I'll give him a little tug, like especially if he's trying to eat poop or something. But for the most part, you know, he does his sniff, and sometimes he has like a 30-minute, a 30-second, uh, you know, sniff fest in one spot. And I just tune out to my YouTube videos and listen away. And I happened to be listening to uh, Tony Robbins. And he was being interviewed. And the interviewer asked him a question. And I forget what the uh, format of the question was. But nonetheless, Tony said, you know, we walked into this camera shop. And this was the, the day you know, of the digital cameras, which was the cutting edge, you know, having a a digital camera. So it was in the uh, mid-90s, mid to maybe late 90s, uh, when uh, this had taken place. And he had a girlfriend at the time. And his girlfriend was uh, a a little, I don't want to say aggressive, but a a little bit more uh, in-your-face type of a person. And Tony walked in 
and the owner of the store knew him. He's like, oh, my goodness, Tony Robbins, can I get a photo with you, this, that, and the other thing? And what's funny about it is his girlfriend says, you know, no photo until you give us a discount. What are you going to do for us? This, that, you know, in, in a nice way. But Tony was, was irritated. Uh, and, you know, they got into a, a little bit of a heated debate uh, after they left the store. And it was, it was at that point where Tony realized that, you know, either you're going to um, continue this dialogue or you're going to, to make it right. And the interviewer had asked him, okay, so what, you know, what do you do in that situation? And Tony simply said, you know, would you rather be right or would you rather be married? <laughs> and I think the way he said it was, would you rather be right or would you rather be in love? Uh, that that's more of a uh, diplomatic way of of putting it, uh, and and it's true. You know, what I mean, how many of us spouses out there, you know, just sometimes throw our hands up and and surrender and say, okay, fine, you give in. And, and sometimes you feel like, you know, I'm not going to give in this time. I'm going to dig my heels in, and then that's not the way we're called to live. Uh, at all, and I'm not saying to be a pushover, but I'm saying not to be uh, as confrontational, uh, maybe somewhat of an instigator, and again, I'm just looking into the mirror in a certain respect, uh, stating all the things that that I certainly can be, Uh, and it is tough when you're in the moment um, to be the opposite way, Uh, but the key point here is not let yourself get to that moment you know stop the train before it's fully at speed if you will so as I continued my walk uh, the video ended and I had gloves on and my hat and I was bundled I didn't want to you know take my gloves off and get the next video on YouTube which literally takes two seconds but (laughs) being lazy that I was I I threw the phone in my back pocket, and I walked a little bit, and I say, okay, I'm going to walk with God, Uh, and and that generally lasts about three seconds before my mind just goes off in a different direction, and I start thinking about affiliate marketing and all different things, and and sometimes I go with it, uh, and I sometimes I ask God to help guide my thoughts here, Uh, but last night I stopped in my tracks, literally. Uh, the dog actually looked at me and says, what's going on? <laughs> and I said to God, I said, I want to have, I need help with my business. And uh, I didn't hear an immediate response, kept walking. And I heard myself say, uh, which I'm assuming could have been God or, you know, the Holy Spirit, which is the same, um, that. God needed help with his people. And that's, that's a message that's relatively vague. Uh, you can interpret that a number of ways, a number of ways. You, you could interpret that where I got to board a plane to Haiti and uh, form a missionary and help the people of Haiti. That to me seems a, a bit extreme um, when... I could be doing a lot of good in my own house, if, if you will. I could be a better husband, a better dad, uh, a better son-in-law, which my mother-in-law would really, really want. 
<laughs> but God was asking for help with his people. And I basically got the message that the people I interact with online uh, need help. You know, and the majority of them do. I would say 90%, 95%, you know, it's it's a high percentage. I, I, I truly mean, everybody needs help. Who doesn't need help? You know, I'm not saying they're beginners and, and looking to, to, to make money online. Some of them are, are very well-to-do and, and do very well, but some of them still need help. And um, it's not my obligation to help them. I, I think what I've come to realize was I must help those that want it, that want to be helped, not need the help. There's a lot of people that need help that don't want it. You know, you can ask a lot of alcoholics that question, for sure. Um, you know, they, they want help, but they... They need help, but they don't want help. So affiliate marketing. Uh, there's a lot of areas that you can really um, expose, you know, in, in, in dialogue and corresponding with uh, folks that you friend request from a business standpoint. You know, you instead of seeing... Instead of having them see what you have to offer, perhaps you can find out and see what they need, uh, what they want, what they have struggles with, what their challenges are, uh, where they could be a better affiliate marketer. And you may look at it as, well, geez, you know what I mean? You help someone in that respect whether you help them with their mindset and personal development or or a particular tactic in affiliate marketing, you may say, well, what's in it for me? And to answer that truthfully, uh, nothing is in it for you <laughs> initially. But as time goes on, you'll be amazed at how much is in it for you. Um, you know you get paid tenfold when you are genuine about your intentions. And um, I've, I've experienced that firsthand uh, since I've been in business since 1994, uh, 25 years in the insurance industry and then here in the affiliate marketing arena. So that was... Um, you know, kind of instrumental to me, and it kind of gave me the the tug and the the jolt that I needed uh, to really correspond with these folks that I that I do daily uh, and see how I can be, you know, a friend to them and and a, and a helpful one at that. Uh, today, I I listened to. Um, who did I listen to today? Darren Hardy. And Darren Hardy basically said, uh, where am I today? 
I was in my notebook, so I was looking back. I turned to the wrong page. But Darren Hardy and his Darren Daly today, here it is, was it was a favorite of one of his staff members of the year, which Darren Daly of the year did she like. And the title that uh, was on his his video was you take care of your world and I'll be here to take care of you together we can make a difference and and I thought that was great you know I mean his his daily email messages his video messages are, are just that you know he's here to take care of us to give us that grain of knowledge or that inspiration that we need at that time uh, and we take care of our end of things and, and that's what makes the world a righteous place I would say so the next thing that was mentioned was what zone are you living in and this was a video that was filmed at the time of the early onset of this pandemic so sometime in March I would assume or early April uh, and Darren Hardy refers to this pandemic as the fear virus now he doesn't say that to be disparaging um, he says that because that's what somebody, some people react to it, you know, in just total panic and fear. And he said there's four zones. The first zone being the fear zone, which basically states that, you know, people running around frantically buying up all the toilet paper and toiletries and cleaning agents and cleaning supplies, uh, building a bomb shelter for crying out loud. But it's also these people, uh, my mother-in-law is in the background, banging some dishes around. So I pardon, pardon the uh, disturbance, if you will. But the other fear zone was watching the news nonstop and almost being addicted to it and getting the doom and gloom uh, aspect of things and forwarding people the you know death toll and, and and you know the virus counts and such it's you know it can be a um, full-time job and he said the next zone is the learning zone you know this is where you kind of give up you give up what you can't control that is and you take some action you know you you get into the habit of learning some some different things and some practices that you may not have gotten into uh, prior to this uh, but you're you're open to the possibility of learning and then the third zone is the growth zone and the growth zone is this is a time in a period where you use this to better yourself maybe you become healthier as opposed to 
heavier. <laughs> you know, maybe you do things uh, physically uh, to stay fit. Going for walks and clearing out your mind of all the negative thoughts and filling them with positive, upbeat, healthy mindset thoughts. And the fourth zone is the leadership zone. And that's, you know, how folks can be of help. How they can help others in need, whether they're volunteering their time, their finances, uh, their their um, voices, whether it be a simple um, call on the phone to someone. And these folks in the leadership zone are, are really becoming part of the solution. And he asked us, you know, what zone are we in? And I thought to myself, I said, geez, you know, I'm definitely not in the fear zone, never was, but I'm not in the leadership zone either. And he's like, that either, that leaves either the growth zone or the learning zone. And I'd probably have to say, at this stage of the game, I'm probably in the learning zone soon to graduate to the growth zone. My wife may say that I'm in the fear zone. Who knows? But, you know, it's funny what we think and what others will think. Um, So I ask you, what zone are you in? The fear, learning, growth, or leadership zone? Until next time, everybody, God bless you, and be well, stay well.